Hello and welcome to the Headstuff Podcast. It would be great if you could support us on Patreon because I need new socks. Uh, I am uh, very, very wet. I, um, I I recorded this yesterday, uh, if you're listening to it today, it was released because I'm putting it out tomorrow. And uh, I'm currently sitting in the studio recording this in my boxers because it was raining a lot. And when you cycle, you get wet. If there's rain falling from the sky and puddles, meaning rain coming from underneath you. Uh, and uh, so I came in and I took off my trousers and my socks and my shoes and I poured flowing water out of my shoes. So here I am. You probably didn't need to know all that. But what do you expect me to do? I mean, the episode is published. You're listening to it. So what can I do? Here's my conversation with Cormac. So, Cormac, so it's, it's great to have you. How's it going? Thank you very much I, for inviting I, I, me. I've, I've just been busily tell, telling you that uh, that I haven't done any research. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to figure out what we're going to talk okay, about. Okay, well, I, I'm going to stay uh, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. It's, it's your fault that uh, that I only found out a few hours ago that we're doing this. Well, so. yeah, I mean, yes, I suppose so. Well, well, they asked me yesterday and I said, uh, such was my uh, enthusiasm about the project. <laughs> I said I wanted to do it today. So I yeah. need to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know where we're going to start. Mm. Uh, I suppose we should probably start with the reason we're talking about this is because okay. of the Forbidden Fruit Festival, which yes. you're doing very soon. Very soon, yeah. It's in about two weeks, right? Um, and I'm doing my new AV show at it um, on the Saturday. Yeah. So we're, we've a Saturday evening slot um, inside, which is good. Um, so yeah, it's like. Um, I suppose some of your listeners will probably know me from my work with a big band and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and this is more, it's a show we've just done an Irish tour with and it's basically myself, a drummer and like a big massive screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a vocalist? And yeah, we do. We, we, we work with um, like some regular vocalists and then some guests. So right. it kind of depends what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? So right. if we're doing like a small club show or like a late night show. Um, I might not have as many singers or if I'm doing a festival show I might have more so you know what I mean without yeah. uh, saying too much about the festival thing um, yeah so it's cool it's like it's very much um, kind of instead of doing a lot of DJ work this year I've chosen just to do that um, which is cool because A it allows me to kind of play all my own stuff mm. in a club environment so I've kind of you know brought in remixes I've done for myself and for other people and um, really put a huge amount of work into the visuals and into making that um, something really special. You know what I mean? So instead of kind of, I suppose when I was DJing, I always used to bring visuals and put a lot of work in, but ultimately it's kind of for other people's music. You know what I mean? Right, so, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like a small kind of show, very much sort of aimed at dance floor and right. aimed at, I guess, nighttime. And you know what I mean? So yeah. um, so that's been cool. Yeah. So we did like uh, just a little nip around just to kind of road test it in some smaller venues. Yeah. Um, and, went well. and didn't do a Dublin show at all, actually. Yeah. So this is a... Uh, I was wondering because I, I haven't seen this show. Um, yeah. I, I've seen you loads of times and uh, I love the big band. Um, Thank you very much. So, uh, but I haven't seen the AV show. I've seen mm. the, you have a trailer for it, which makes it look great. <laughs> yeah. Um, has this like taken over the big band? Is the big band gone? Oh no, not at all. I mean, it's good, just good. you know. I mean, it was kind of like, I suppose not this year, but the last couple of years. You know, there were situations where, you know, I'd be trying to finish a record, you know, trying to put a fourteen-piece band together for a run of shows. Yeah. 
maybe DJing the night before, the night <laughs> after, doing visuals for that. And it was just, I wasn't getting, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair to say I wasn't getting anything done to the standard that I like, but, you know, right. it just, ultimately I wasn't getting enough music written to just to please myself and, you right. know, to kind of, um, I suppose, fuel everything else, you know, and that's really what I'm supposed to be doing, I guess, yeah. you know, <laughs> and particularly in the last uh, number of years, that's really where my focus has kind of been going, you know, so, so I just kind of made the shout last year that I was just going to basically hibernate in the studio and do kind of one show right. until, you know, um, a new group of songs was written and a few other things I was kind of doing for other people and, you know, but all kind of writing projects. And and it also allowed me to focus um, on just making this show uh, as good as I can, you know. So, like, we're still shooting visuals for it. We're still kind of, right. we've learned from the little tour that we did and we're trying to, you know, beef up certain parts of it and just trying to experiment as much as we can, you know. So it, it by no means signals the end of the big band or anything like it, you know. Cool. We'll, okay. we'll certainly be doing, we're looking at doing some shows towards the end of the year. Right. Um, and definitely one on New Year's Eve, which we'll be talking about pretty soon but uh, oh, okay. so yeah you know it's all uh, New Year's Eve that's oh yeah, it's, yeah that's a while away <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's um, it's all um, it's 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 really yeah it just kind of worked nicely it's right. you know, and I don't so want to kind of pair back a bit it's like yeah, instead well, of 14 people it's, it's four people or three yeah people. exactly right. I mean you know we could probably between engineers and all that you know what I mean it's four or five people which is great right. you know do you need it, an, like a, a visual engineer person is it just you press um, play or is there somebody there not as such no I mean I, I I do the visuals from my station you know so like, oh, right, so, okay. so for example like it's pretty much my it's not just me with turntables it's like me with like a drum machine a couple of keyboards um, an Ableton push uh, I do all the visuals so I you're play busy all the there, synths, right? I play guitar, I'm right, playing, okay. like, you know, so, yeah, so it's like, that's the idea of it, that I'm kind of performing it live, right? you know, through uh, whatever skill set I have there. So you know, you're not, so. you're not standing up on stage, pressing play on Spotify and dancing around, <laughs> pretending you're pressing buttons. Uh, unfortunately, no, unfortunately, no, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to uh, perform live and dance around at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. so, yeah. But so you're actually, you're, Sorry, sorry. Excuse my ignorance now. No, no, no. But you're actually doing a lot of stuff up there. Hmm. You're actually pressing like a lot, like yeah. moving a lot of dials, pressing a lot of buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, this is kind of someone. Someone told me that before the difference between a DJ and a producer mm. is that a producer plays live or something, and then I don't know if that's right. Um, but or maybe there's two different types of DJ. Yeah. One plays discs, yeah. and the other, I mean, plays live. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that thing is kind of that. Like, I know exactly the argument. Or not the argument. The kind of theory, yeah, I don't know or, what theory I'm you're raising or whatever. <laughs> but like a lot of a lot of people will basically play a backing track, and the right. musicians around them will play over it. Or, and that's like I suppose from an audience perspective, it doesn't really like if someone's triggering a drum loop on Ableton Live, or or some or a drum loop plays off a backing track. Does anyone really? You know what I mean? It's like it probably doesn't matter to the sound. Is Joe the accountant from Donnybrook going to know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like at the same time, it does kind of make things quite rigid and quite uh, quantized and quite okay. linear. You know what I mean? So, so I, I guess my kind of take on that would be if you kind of play something, you very much. Uh, sorry if you play something live or even just trigger something live mm. you're very much doing so with respect to the kind of groove that's been set around you by the drummer or by the vibe of the crowd or by whatever you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. it kind of will just uh, ratchet it up a bit or you know what I mean or just give it that sort of feel yeah. you know so and I just get bored 
Right. You know, I yeah, just, I, just, I really just really would. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there are certain parts of my set that are really synchronized with the visuals and stuff and they have to come off like so little samples and vocal samples and stuff have to come off a kind of a, a timeline or whatever. You know what I mean? Just so yeah. that everything syncs and all that. But like, you know, my general approach is do as much as I can with, you know, all the hands available to me and yeah, whatever yeah. else, you know, and just go from there, you know. So um, that's why, you know, when I was looking at making a kind of a strip show, I did bring a drummer because Sai is uh, the busiest there, you know because um, he's just playing constantly so um, so yeah yeah like that's kind of like um, uh, bands I think like for, for me when the best bands when you go and see them they kind of change it up they don't play like exactly like the album yeah I remember yeah. I went to see Radiohead actually I saw Radiohead yeah. um, because uh, and I remember somebody near me like just in the crowd complaining like oh that doesn't sound like it did in the album yeah. you know and I was thinking, this is great. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's like a different version. I remember years ago watching like, a, it was like a Jules Holland video or something, a Dinosaur Jr. And it was like, and, and if you hear them live, like it's quite rough. Yeah. I remember thinking it was quite rough at the time. I was right. like 15 or something. And then I heard the album and I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, I kind of prefer the uh, the other one, you know, the the, the, the live version. Yeah, but I, it kind of shows that they're like, I suppose in a way it shows that they're really talented and they're able to kind of change it up and do mm. different things and to kind of, I suppose feel the crowd yeah. in, in a way as opposed to a band that has just really learned a song yeah. and goes up and plays the yeah. song I mean, I mean it can be quite exciting if you know if you know the song really well yeah and then you can hear uh, what they've done to it you know yes. what I mean like yeah. so like for example one of the things that I sort of tried to do was to bring um, use like some of the vocal samples that might have been like uh, strewn across my first couple of records mm -hmm. in just pop them in the middle of things where they don't belong. You know what I mean? So okay. they use as little interludes or they're, you know, you might have like the sample from my, one of my first or second tracks I ever did, you know, appearing halfway through one of my most recent tracks and stuff yeah. like that, just to leave in little things for people who, you know, might have been listening for a long time or yeah, whatever yeah, as yeah. well. So, you know, I, I, I find it quite nice to have that challenge to change things up, change things up a bit live. But back to Radiohead, sorry, you were saying. Yeah. Oh, no, just yeah. the, 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 for me, that's like most of the songs they play do sound like on the album. But then when they do yeah. change something, it's it just sounds, uh, it, I don't know, it's nice. It, do, it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit and it makes you kind of realise that they're doing this live, you know. T totally. If you yeah. want to go and see a live band, that's what it's going to sound like. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? It's rough and it's ready and it's not as polished. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, particularly at festivals you know, uh, the band or the, the engineers or whatever don't have anywhere near the it, amount of control they'll have, Yeah, you know, In a, even yeah. acoustically or any way you want to look at it, you know what I mean? So um, I suppose they're at the front of my consciousness because the new album, I don't know, are you a fan? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, I've heard Burn the Witch and Daydreaming. Right, and, so just and the... Burn the Witch I was crazy about. I thought right. it was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I actually, I was away for a week and I ended up reading a bunch of reviews of it, which I never do. Um, I right. just was amazed at like some of the crap people were talking about it you know I really yeah. I really really liked it I, I believe it's quite an old song but I love the strings and the, the, strings the, the kind mm. of pizzicato ones and the way they sort of uh, really the intensity kind of rises as, as the song progresses I thought it was great yeah. I loved it loved great the ending isn't it yeah. 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 did you see the video yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I watched it a few times apparently they're getting sued now because it's too close to Trumpton apparently um, but I don't know because it's, it's what it, it is this cartoon from the 60s something Trumpton Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's what it's based on. It kind of looks like a like a naughty sort of effect. Yeah, it looks exactly it? like the video. Yeah, and apparently, um, I I I don't know. I read this somewhere today, and I don't know if it's true or not. But right. um, 
it, the likeness is too much and apparently there's a, a nod to some of the characters in it that are <laughs> and they didn't get permission to do it really but so they obviously must have cleared the, the wicker man you would have yeah you would have thought but reference yeah I don't, that, I don't know, know I but uh, oh, it's great I love the part like the very very end where they all just turn around and wave yeah, at the yeah, yeah. You know, have you seen the wicker man uh, no actually no. I haven't watch that movie today because basically the, the whole I suppose the, the video Cage is basically one, the that narrative you know that yeah. the cop arrives and whatever happens and then yeah. they ultimately well, I won't wreck the ending I yeah. suppose <laughs> I assume they turn around <laughs> well I don't know if they do I need to rewatch that yeah I should watch um, it but that, I love that where they kind of just twist yeah. the kind of perspective on it and they all just look at a wave it's, and it's, it's burning brilliant. behind them it's, and it's you know in that sort of what's it called Mahler Plasticine kind of what, yeah. did they, what, what did you call They're, them again uh, I didn't really call them anything well, the, 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 show, the cartoon was called Trumpton Trumpton yeah, yeah. those little Trumpton characters yeah, yeah. being so horrible and nasty I thought it was brilliant so. I assume you're talking about the original did you watch the Nicolas Cage Wickerman uh, no it's no I didn't no I just I only and I only saw the the one from what, when was it the 60s or 70s only recently yes. enough you know okay. so yeah it's brilliant it's mad odd, yeah, odd, yeah. Odd, odd, I, odd I, I must watch it now because of the because of the radio I think yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Daydreaming is probably um, uh, a better kind of representation of the album as a whole I think mm, like yeah. tonally is, uh, is the whole album like that is it quite quite it's, sparse or quite um, ambient no I wouldn't say it's sparse yeah. uh, it's very very ambient right. um, it's I'm not great at actually describing yeah. music it's brilliant is, is there, <laughs> are there it. loads of strings and is it quite orchestral yeah, like, yeah you, you can hear a lot of Johnny Greenwood yeah. and his kind of film that, that's really exciting to me like, yeah, yeah me like too I, you yeah. know what I mean I'd love yeah. to uh, I'm definitely going to do that but it's a uh, you know, it's a really you start using strings, you mean? Yeah, just just yeah. kind of just to see how they'd sort of use that because obviously, like, I'm a big fan of his soundtrack work as well. You know, yeah, I'm re- really, really into that. Um, and his kind of use and misuse of strings in particular is yeah. really great. You know, um, so yeah, I was kind of hoping they might do something a bit like that with the record. I was wondering when they were, and um, because actually, when King of Lim- Limbs came out, I was quite surprised at the sound of it because mm. I thought Johnny Greenwood had been doing so many scores and, mm-hmm. and things and, and they were so string heavy like There Will Be Blood had just come out yeah. you know not too long before, a couple of years before probably but yeah. um, and then it was very you know very electronic very kind of I don't know what you call it agitated yeah. and, I, and I wasn't I was it kind of surprised expecting it yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and I suppose they were waiting for this album <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. now they've now they've kind of dove in yeah. um, also on it is uh, True Love Waits do you know the song okay, they, no. they did they, they sued in like the mid 90s right okay the time yeah, the yeah. came out and it was always kind of a fan favourite like yeah. I, I remember I had a, a Tom York did a solo um, just a gig at a concert and he played it uh, on Neil Young's piano actually mm-hmm. and um it's brilliant, and yeah. it's it's the last song on the on the album. Because I think "Burn the Witch" is quite old. I think that's like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh, is it? Yeah, apparently someone right. was telling me that they teased it, the kind of start of it at, at other shows or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, oh yeah, fuck it, we'll do when we get the orchestra. So that's whatever. around kind of in Rainbow's time. Must have been, yeah. Yeah, yes. just after that. So it was interesting. Uh, yeah, but you know, I I really liked the track, and I thought it was uh yeah just yeah. A, a nice little. Uh, you know, uh, if it's old, whatever, it sounds like a bit of a progression to me. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Well, me too. I, I, I mean, I'm a big Radiohead fan mm. and I'm constantly surprised that they're still good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because most bands get bad eventually. Yeah, yeah. And they're, yeah. Still, <laughs> they're still great. So I'm very happy sure. about it. Um, how do you, you are obviously a massive music fan, just mm. music as a whole. And mm. I really find it hard to keep up with the amount of new yeah. music. Um, yeah. And you obviously kind of do, but you also... As they as they say, dive into the bins and charity shops and things, and yeah. and listen to old music and just pick up old records and stuff. Yeah, how do you keep abreast of of, um, of everything that's going on? And it depends. It's like 
before, like as I say, I haven't been DJing much of late, like but quite purposely, you know, yeah. um, to, just to kind of try and do the live thing. But um, I'd kind of, I'd break it down into sort of listening for production or listening for DJing or listening for whatever. So typically, like at the end of the week, I'd have a folder full of stuff that I've got sent that week, right? Or, you know, your various mails from your record shops or what's in and stuff like that. And I just literally sit there all day. You know what I mean? And just literally flick stuff and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then be doing edits and stuff like that. So it's kind of, you're listening, but you're listening for particular things. You're listening for dance floor, kind of, or you're listening for kind of hooky stuff or whatever. Um, and then I listen walking around and driving and stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? Quite a lot. Yeah. You know, particularly walking around town, you know, because like, I, I lived in the city centre for years and my studio's in the city centre, so I spent quite a lot of time here. So um, I kind of just got used to a certain sound walking around the streets you know what I mean a certain right. set of headphones so like if you notice thing, that so. something puts a bit of a skip in your step then you're like oh this yeah or even like test my own mixes or whatever but so I, I kind oh, of listen for oh, pleasure right. doing that or travelling or whatever um, so yeah I mean th- there is loads of it you're right you know so like yeah. I mean at the moment I'm listening to like kind of which is always the way just like whatever kind of new stuff has come out that's on my list to check out you know what I mean plus like I mean, I'm, I'm doing some writing for an arts in the UK at the minute and I have this kind of idea about, you know, kind of marrying it with a really old kind of a crooner sound mixed with a kind uh-huh. of an old soul sound, you know what I mean? So I've listened to K-Stars and Betty Wrights and all these kind of people nice. as well, you know. But that's, I suppose I'm listening to pick out things of it that I like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I, dr- I sort of draw a mental distinction between kind of listening to stuff for, I don't want to say work, but like yeah, right. for to steal you know okay, what I mean yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or to be inspired by or to you know whatever to kind of get an idea of a texture or something or whatever right. um, and then just listen to stuff because I like it you know yeah. so I think that's kind of important to sort of have that little wall yeah, yeah. you know because yeah, that if makes not sense. you're just constantly listening thinking about making something as opposed to listening and just kind of enjoying it or letting it sort of uh, kind of subliminally or subconsciously affect yeah. or affect your subconscious. I know what you mean because I, I'm a writer actually and mm. what so sometimes I'm reading a book because I want to see how somebody did something. Exactly. But I really don't want that to I don't want to every time I read a book I don't yeah. want it to you know be work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. It's, it's kind of hard and sometimes people do find it ha- hard to separate those yeah. and then they find just reading is like work yeah. and I definitely don't want that to happen and I'd, obviously I'd hate that for it to happen to music uh, so I've been a DJ in a nightclub you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. there's no fear of that happening to me <laughs> for me luckily enough or yeah. well unfortunately in one way um, do you do you like when you're listening to music is any of it mainstream like do you listen to oh yeah like I'm not like I'm certainly not a, a musical snob but I don't like to think I am anyway you know what I mean so yeah. I mean just into like Depends Kanye, what's Drake, do you listen to this stuff? Um, a little bit of Drake now and again. I don't listen to Kanye West. Right. I just like, I just don't. I just be, <laughs> it's because I've heard him speak. You know what I mean? I'm, I know right. I shouldn't. So does that, does that I know I shouldn't. Really, it really does. Yeah, yeah. I just, okay. I'm just like, ugh. like I've heard the records. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. And, and, and I see why people like them and stuff. But mm. that kind of style, that sort of slurred, not English, not really making much sense kind of <laughs> um, stream of shit doesn't really I just I just don't like it you oh, know yeah, it's just that's it you know yeah, but yeah. like but like I wouldn't not listen to something because it's popular or yeah, yeah. make loads of money or, and who do you, who you know do you I mean? kind of like I suppose who do you um, follow like, or like, like on a regular basis what it is, yeah I like, suppose like, I mean I listen to I listen to loads of hip hop um, I mean I was kind of Spent a lot of my formative years listening to 90s kind of hip hop, you know, okay. your tripod quests right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, like Jurassic Five and 
all that were big influence on me. You know what I mean? When I was learning how to produce yeah. and all that. Um, I mean, just like loads of ninja stuff. Um, I still listen to a good bit of jazz. I listen to uh, quite a lot of classical music, quite a lot of soundtracks, actually. I'm big into those at okay. the moment, you know. So, yeah, yeah. like, a bit of an obsession with Max Richter and that leftover soundtrack at the moment. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> that. It's a HBO. Is it HBO? It's an American series anyway okay. called The Leftovers. No, I haven't seen and it. And your man Max, Max Richter did the uh, the soundtracks for it. It's stunning, like it's really? amazing. Yeah, it's okay. Like really haunting kind of piano thing. Um, what I'm listening to, yeah, just kind of whatever sort of uh, pops up, really. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, like I listened went through a phase of listening to loads of kind of like electronica kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of that would just seems to be in front of me a lot. You know what right. I mean? So the likes of Fortet and all that. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Listen to loads of that, loads of house music. Just, you know, I kind of see it as that I should be listening to as much stuff as I can. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Whatever's whatever's there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 that's one of the, my favorite things about your albums and and seeing you live is, uh, and sometimes it feels like you're making music for me because <laughs> it's got right? the kind of uh, yeah. it's got this kind of you know it's. It's it's obviously it's fun to listen to as you say it's kind of dance floor, mm. but I also love like soul and blues and jazz and all this old music, and with that stuff coming through, it's just like I I mm. absolutely love it. Thank um, you. But what like how does that work? Like say licensing and things. Like yeah. That. Are you actually allowed to just take things? No, Do you I have don't. To get I, permission? D- I I, I kind of can't sample anything really anymore. Like I right. just sort of sample myself or recordings that I make. So your you newer stuff I mean? is all your own, but older stuff you did use to sample. Old older stuff. You know, might have a sample or two. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's as far as we'll go with that. No, okay. no well, no, not really. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, you couldn't, you can pretty much make a bootleg or something and pull it out, you know, but the day, I mean, you can't legally do it, but, you mm. know what I mean, you can pretty much do it, but the day you want to make any money off it or right. it comes up for an ad or, yeah. you know what I mean, any sort of sinks or any of that sort of stuff, which is, you know, because of declining record sales and what have you, you know, how is a large part of my income, you know what I mean, is, you know, music getting picked up and yeah. being played and being play- used on TV or used, whatever, stuff. the publishing, exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, y- if you're kind of trading off something that really isn't yours or a large chunk of it isn't yours or yeah. it's very identifiable as someone else, you're kind of, it's a bit of a ticking time bomb there, right. you know, so. Um, and also, it's really time consuming, you know what I mean? Like sampling other people's music and make you know molding it into something else for the most part I think takes longer than actually writing and recording you know because it's it seems fine you're like great I'll use that but then when you're trying to marry it with other things and without getting too techy on it it just uh, it can be quite difficult to do and to clear it is really expensive and and long so um, so yeah like particularly for the last album I just made a lot of recordings so you're are you actually like kind of writing music or are you recording a load of sounds and then using them in different ways? Both. Like how, yeah, yeah. How it, I do both. Yeah, I mean, like, like I kind of play, um, like I play guitar and play right. some keys and I play drums. Yeah, that's kind of that's my backgrounds in like acoustic instruments and recording. Right. Before I, you know, went near turntables or anything like that, that's kind of what I was doing until right. I was about seventeen or eighteen. You know, until I kind of got turntables. So, um, so yeah, it would be that, and obviously, you know, I, I've, I've worked with it pretty big ensemble of musicians for a yeah. while you know so yeah. um, so I'd record them but you know like I'd write lines and hooks and maybe they'd play it or with the last record what did I do yeah like I would have really written a lot of it and then you know I might have sections where I'd be like okay well 
I'd like to hear what someone else might do here. So, for example, Sean, who plays trumpet in the big band, um, take a tune like Connect on the record. Mm -hmm. I'd done like the start and the end of it, and we had this midsection, and I kind of knew I wanted something, but I wasn't sure. And he wrote this like four-part kind of brass piece, you know, right. and then we ultimately had a synth play each piece of it but you know what I mean so it was kind of collaborative in that sense right. but um, you know so it's just like I think kind of uh, I have the the sort of skill set now and the kind of equipment and the kind of uh, the knowledge just from doing it and getting it wrong or doing it yeah, not getting yeah. the results you want how to sort of get the sound I want you know what I mean yeah. without actually sampling and you know for um when you're sampling something, it can sort of eat up a lot of the space in a mix. You know right. what I mean? It's harder to sort of, in, in some cases, obviously depends on the sample, sort of a portion of that, a particular sort of sonic space. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. so it's kind of, you've a lot more control if you're making right. a sound or recording a sound or recording a piece from scratch, you know, yeah, yeah, where yeah. In, in terms of how you're building the whole song. Yeah, we, we, we had... Um, B. Dolan, you know, and Buddy Peace on okay. on the podcast before. Okay. And they were talking about how if they really want to use a sample for something and they have, you know, a, a rap to go over the top of it, uh -huh. they put that out on a, on a what's called a mixtape. Yeah. So yeah. Th th they just can't make any money off it. They yeah. just put that out for free and yeah. they make a couple of those. But yeah. anything that's really good on their own, they have to hold it for an album kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so for that's, sure. That's kind of what it's For, about, what for it sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, there's no kind of quick and easy way of clearing something you know I, I do think that will probably happen in the future you mm. know that there will be a slightly more automated slightly cheaper system of clearing <laughs> stuff but I, I don't know I mean yeah. at the same time you know there is it is other people's work and you yeah. know they deserve to be compensated for course, it you know yeah. what I mean as in like we I have been in turn sampled myself you yeah, know what I mean yeah, so yeah. someone has actually sampled me and they've and you know, I mean there's been there's a hundred and something bootlegs of me knocking around on the internet apparently but uh, right. you know the, the bigger kind of stuff or the let me see how do I phrase that um, when people have done it to really release it and to, with a, a proper release with some money behind it whatever they've kind of gone through the right chance to do it you know what I mean so it's kind right. of and, and what's that what's that like for you is that is it flattering <laughs> you know um, it? yeah is I suppose it, it is yeah it is like it's going to be um, yeah well, I can't really say too much about it yeah because <laughs> it's coming out next week but you're going to hear it on an ad all over the summer so I mightn't be saying this in August one, but, of, your, uh, one of your own songs one of, no someone who sampled one of my songs basically oh okay yeah, have yeah. you heard he it he sampled the, the lick of it um, so he he, he okay. did the publishing but he didn't do the mechanical if you know what I mean so he, right. he basically took the melody and said I like this melody can I use a little bit of it yeah. and um, we gave permission for it but um, yeah I mean it's flattering and I, I, yeah. I guess it's it's sort of aligns with that theory of once you kind of put it out it's out there and it's not really yours anymore you know what I mean and yeah. I suppose you know I did a bit of sampling over the years so I, I, you know I don't reckon that every person that I would have sampled probably you know ideally would have used the music that way or yeah, yeah. arranged the notes that way or whatever so yeah. you know there's a bit of you have to just be a bit sanguine about the whole thing I guess yeah. you know, I, I, I suppose I, I yeah. like the idea of people putting things out and you know, and then people are able to kind of use it and and change it. Yeah. Not to maybe not to profit off it. If they're just kind of taking somebody else's work and then you know going off and profiting on it, mm. that's not so cool. Yeah, think, it's but. weird. Like, but then 
at the same time I'm contradicting what I just said like sometimes <laughs> but it's like, you know it's a grey area someone so. said <laughs> yeah someone, someone sent me a remix a while ago of like a dubstep version in one of my songs and it's it's just awful like, okay it's, it's just, just so then and you just don't give permission is that well they never ask permission they just they just do it and they put it okay. up okay you know but, if they're, which, but if that was 95% of the cases yeah exactly yeah. but they didn't sell it right you know? yeah okay but like I mean at the same time we've had people who have literally just taken the songs put a hi-hat on it Right. And tried to sell it on. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like been. I've had the lot. Oh you know? God. So yeah. Well, that's so I mean, not it's cool. you know, yeah, yeah. So ultimately, I suppose you'd like to. Are your tracks regularly missing hi hats or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they need more hi hats. I'm, I'm a big. Uh, I use a lot of ride symbols, you know. <laughs> um, so so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's you know we we, we could talk about it all day, but like, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, I suppose you can't say everything about that you might want to say. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, really. Look, collaboration is mm. is obviously, you know, they're, they're your albums, they're your songs, but collaboration mm. is still part of it. Yeah. Uh, particularly on the last mm. album, um, which is called Doorsteps, be- yep. because of the collaboration? Very, because of Very going, much so, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went to Irving Welch's house, mm-hmm. you went to Speech to Bell, yeah. and before, like, when I, I was kind of hoping for a new album, I think, mm-hmm. But then before I heard anything about it, I heard that you were collaborating with Irvin Welch. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what's happening there? Yeah. Because I, I don't know if he's a musician or anything, but uh, he's just kind of speaking. Yeah, he's, he's been on a Primal Scream record, I think. And maybe but it's kind other. of same speaking kind of Yeah, kind of a, I think he was screaming on that record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that was what, what you've described there. That kind of process is kind of what I was after doing. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Or, yeah, what I was trying to do, I should say. Because... You know, you put out a record and it does well and that kind of creates an expectation as to what your next record will be like, mm. which sort of um, it's, it can be quite difficult to sort of manage, you know what I mean, yourself. You're like, well, it's, it's gone well, so should I put out, you know, a kind of something pretty close to this and, you know, yes. keep uh, living the good life, you know what <laughs> I mean? Or do you just try something else? So. I was very much in the in the latter uh, way of thinking. So the Radiohead camp. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah. I just like to be honest. Just wanted to do something something yeah. different. And kind of when I finished Wordplay, I had the kind of bones of some other songs and stuff that I really that didn't really fit on Wordplay, but were very much in the direction that I was heading and kind of you know uh, probably born out of the stuff that I was listening to at the time as well. You know, like you got to remember, like a lot of Wordplay might have been done and in some cases released up to a year beforehand yeah. you know what I mean so you know what you're hearing I'm a year ahead in some cases you know what I mean so yes. by, because by the time records get mastered and gets pressed and you know you need to run up for the the PR and the release mm. and any sort of delay or any video or anything like that will knock it back a number of months you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. so I was kind of trying to put all this stuff onto the, the album that didn't really fit so I sort of said okay you can put out this album and it'll sound like this but the next one you gotta go and do something else just I said to myself you know so um so yeah, so we we tried to just do something different and not kind of just go after big name features or stuff that would just sell the record. We just said, you know, let's try something different and right. went after a kind of a um in the spirit of collaboration, a bunch of different types of artists, I guess. Yeah. Right. But but they were big names as well, you know. Yeah, they were big names to me, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. big names, especially about big names. For sure she, yeah, 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 definitely, you know, but like like even like like uh Bajka, I was well aware yeah, from yeah. The, the stuff oh, she uh, did with Bonobo. Bonobo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bonobo's and great. 
and Vivian Long I was well aware of yeah. we, you know we've been talking for ages and that was like something that I wanted to get done and you know even working with opera singers and you know all these little things that maybe aren't as publicised but you know they were um, just really exciting and stuff that I didn't think I'd been done that much before you know yeah how how well, I suppose, how confident are you now with doing this? I assume you've been doing it long enough mm-hmm. now that you are. And, and I suppose, how did you did, did you get to that level of confidence? I suppose, being, coming from, obviously, you're, you're playing acoustic instruments, but then you start being a DJ and doing turntables mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff to directing, you know, 14 people in a band or directing opera singers, people who, may, you know, styles of music, which maybe you're not, yeah. you know, that aren't y- yeah, your own. I, I, I mean, I've never really... I've never really had a problem with, in terms of just offering direction to people right. and that kind of stuff. I mean, because you know what you want. Is that yeah, or I certainly, I think you, yeah. I mean, you you know what you want ultimately, but you also know how to kind of, or you try to, get people to experiment, like in front of the mic, let's say. You okay. know what I mean, or to kind of give you, their best and their ideas. You know, so there's a lot of like any engineer or producer will tell you that there's a lot of, kind of people management involved you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like half the battle is getting people into that kind of creative space or getting them um, comfortable with you and comfortable with the track you know what I mean so d- that part of it I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm not very shy I guess so mm-hmm. I don't really I never that would never really bother me so like I might be talking to for example like the last big band show we did we had like the last two big band shows we did we brought in a string quartet Yeah. so that was Metropolis and the last New Year's Eve show we did Okay. and it was like like literally myself and Sean were just standing there with all these charts and scores around us and like we he knew more than me but you know like I wasn't familiar with every single like I've studied music you know like right. but I wasn't familiar with every kind of articulation that you put in or right. I'd never worked at a string quartet before you yeah, know and yeah. I think if you just kind of level with people from the off and be like right this is where I'm at and this is what I want to get done and let's all row in together people will be cool with you you know yeah you know it's not like they're not heavily Unionized and you know. Did you come? Did you ever come across like a a real? I suppose like a snobby kind of chalice who's like, I, I, I you know, I play in the national concert hall. I don't, you know, I don't. <laughs> um, not like really, that. actually. No, I mean, you know, any anyone that uh, anyone that was like that over the years in the big band didn't last very long. You know, we, right. I, I've definitely put a premium on. Uh, I think when you come to see my shows or my band or whatever, you see uh, a big camaraderie and a big buzz on stage, and and, right. and that's really a huge part of it you know what I yeah. mean I think that's one of the reasons why we've done as well at things like festivals and stuff as we yeah. have is because you know what you give out you get back you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. like I will take every step to ensure that you know the vibe's right in the stage and everyone's having a good time and everyone gets on and yeah. like, you know like some of the you know funniest and best memories of my life are with the band you know what I mean just in yeah. terms of just the crack you have with it yeah you know? I've seen yet Electric Picnic and um, in Bunny and Soul and stuff and um it it looks as much fun on stage yeah. as it is. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's very the much. The, it's very much the idea, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it's not as uh, calculated as I probably just made it sound, but it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it happened organically, and I definitely wanted to keep it that way. So, yeah. as a result, just I guess we gravitate towards certain type of people, or right. you know, we work with friends of people that are there, and so this. Have you seen uh, Whiplash? Yes, I have. Yeah. Is, it, is it the opposite? Yeah. For that for that week, I was really sound in everyone's eyes. You know, <laughs> once we'd all seen that, all of a sudden Cormac was cool again. You know? um, yeah, I loved that film. Absolutely loved yeah, it. That's it my favorite film yeah. of the year. It was that brilliant. Year. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like the next day or something. I was in a van rehearsal. You know what I mean? Just got away. Are you nice. pushing or trying? way too nice? Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find them tea. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, I loved yeah, it. that's great. 
um, but a very uh, a very different sort of atmosphere to yeah, I yeah, yeah, your yeah, rehearsal. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> polar opposite. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right there. Yeah. Um, what's it like working with with someone like Speech Bell? Uh, remarkably, not remarkably easy. Very easy. Mm. Yeah. Um, she, I'd sent her a different track, one that never came out actually, to, kind of via her manager and my manager at the time it was all very much that do you know what I mean there yeah. was no, I wasn't really talking to her um, person to person at all which is kind of what you want to do you know mm-hmm. as early as you can yeah I know yeah. Um, so she had heard the track and I went over there and she turned up we were just in a studio just right down the road from her house and she turned up um, and she was lovely and I was just kind of playing another track that I'd done for someone else which is uh, White Noise as it is now you okay. know that beat basically and she was like, what the fuck is that? Can I play on that? Can I play on that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You pretty much do whatever you want, you know. But like that, that's exactly what you were talking about earlier in that like she had kind of caught a vibe and she was excited about it. So it's like time is of the essence right at that very moment. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? If she hears something then, in my experience, like the next few things to come out of her mouth with that kind of excitement having just been sort of sparked or whatever is is absolutely is where the goal is going to be you know what I mean in a lot of cases so um, so I was like yeah please like throw up a mic just go you know so it happened really really quickly I think she like did the whole thing in about two hours maybe and then yeah, if you listen to the album there's a track called Reprise that happens after it where her kind of vocal comes back in yeah, there's kind of two tracks with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that was kind of her sort of suggestion because she'd heard that other track, which oh, was, okay. you know, I was going to put it at the end, but I wasn't sure. And I was just playing it to her. And she's like, oh, throw the vocal here and do this. And, this. <laughs> and it just really worked, you know. So, um, so yeah, that was. Uh, so did she? So did she, she was lovely. She was really, really yeah. nice. And she was just about to go on MasterChef at the time, but she couldn't. What's that? TV shows. The, yeah, it's like, a, it's <laughs> like the English uh, celebrity MasterChef she was on. So oh, they okay. basically bring on like a load of amateur celebrity cooks and oh, okay. you know put them through the mill basically uh, and do yeah. whatever but so so we got talking about food and stuff and like she yeah she's like a really good cook really yeah yeah she's Did really she into it. i think she's bringing out a co- uh, cookbook oh cool yeah so no no she didn't but she was uh <laughs> she was sh- <laughs> we were discussing that and other things and she was showing me photos of food she'd cooked and, and i was like all about you know and does she does she come it. to you with like lyrics or is she kind of uh she she or? wrote she had kind of I suppose the nucleus of an idea right. on her phone, and we just looped up the track, which like a lot of rappers will work like that. So right. we just looped up the track, and she just, you know, sort of was jotting things down as we were talking, and okay. you know, she'd kind of talk about what the idea was, and you know, sometimes I'll suggest stuff, and you know, I, in many cases I'm kind of happy to let the vocalists do what they do, and in terms of the subject matter, in terms of what they write, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Some people like a suggestion to get them going, so Coasty and stuff would like a theme, right. you know, or even wanted, you know, or certainly to have a chat about some possible themes, and then they'll go, right. you know. And I think, you know, does it for me? It's very much like let people do what they do there, you know. Like I'm not a lyricist per se, so you know, right. let's let them do what they're good at, you know. Do you write any lyrics? Um, I have done bits and bobs, you know, but uh, more kind of I've written them and tried, you know. So when let's say the rapper's done their bit or the singer's done their bit, I then might suggest try this bit here, try this bit here, right. try this bit here, you know. Yeah. It's a it's a kind of trick I use in working with people a lot is like, I'll give them a track and I'll say, right, well, I'll go off and do an idea and you go off and do an idea and we'll come together and we'll see which one works, you know, or maybe we can merge it to or something. You know what I mean? So you're both kind of writing in isolation so you get 
two as opposed to one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's interesting. It's it's it's. Uh, I suppose collaboration is something that I've kind of gotten more and more into over over the mm-hmm. past few years. Definitely with the head stuff and all, it's quite collaborative in nature. Yeah. Um, sure. And it's 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 always fascinating to see how other people do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that Dublin is pretty good for that. What do you? What's your kind of? T- I suppose take on the. Dublin creative scene or whatever like is uh, yeah I mean it's a good like, place for from, from what I can see and from like I would work who would I be like I'm collaborating with a lot of visual guys at the moment yeah. you know what I mean so like I uh, saw a picture of you uh, with your your laptop and all in front of a green screen oh from yesterday yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like that that's one prime example where like um, Dara from November 7 films who does a lot of filming work for me and a little, a little oh, bit yeah. of post I've met him have you yeah, yeah. Dara's a lovely guy yeah he's been doing stuff we did for, the, for we a we did a course together Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A kind of a business, set your own business. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And like Andy then from Stylo, who did a lot of the visuals for early AV shows, you know, so we have this idea, which is why we're shooting green screen stuff yesterday, and we're kind of pulling this, creating this kind of silhouette thing that's kind of, I can't really describe it yet, but um, we're doing this kind of specific visual effect that will play behind us while we're playing some of the songs. Um, and those two guys, were in the room and you know what I mean by the time they left they were kind of going to work on something else and you know yeah so I, I think in terms of Dublin I think it's really strong I, yeah. I'm inclined to agree with you to be honest you know I mean um, there seems to be a lot of kind of shared spaces as well Absolutely, you know yeah. around at the moment which I think really lends itself to that you know yeah. um, and I know Dara was saying that you know he was kind of benefiting from that you know in that there were other film and you know video production people there and you know it just it makes it a lot easier, I suppose, you know. But I think people are quite receptive to it as well. Yeah, like yeah. I think it's I think it's it's good. Like generally, if you're trying to find someone to to work with someone on, you can mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about who I know, like you know, I know loads of musicians, comedians, yeah. writers, yeah. filmmakers. There just seems to be, it's, it's you know it's a small enough city, but yeah. there does seem to be a good community there. It's for sure, of, it's kind of nice to be. I mean, part. I think like the likes of Block T and those kind of places yeah. are great for that as yeah, well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, I suppose the one up on Thomas Street as well and you know what I mean there's loads of these kind of yeah. hot desk spaces to get people talking and all these kind of yeah. events that they put on so it's great you know yeah, sure. and they pop up all over the place it's, yeah. it is it is great cool I'm glad I'm glad you agree yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. um, w- w- just one of those things getting inspired or, or trying to get yourself creative mm. um, I saw there was an interview with you and Irvin Welsh am I saying oh. that right is it Irvin yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he says he said that he when he wants to get in the frame of mind or write something, sits on the back of a bus and yeah. listens to people or talks to people. And do you have anything like that that you do? What like do you? Um, I could do it some more of that, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I think what well, what you were talking about it earlier, where like I kind of, uh, I'm, how would I describe it? I suppose I suppose performing and directing that stuff comes a lot easier to me than kind of writing does. You know what I mean? Like I'm very quick at producing and I'm very that, but right. the kind of idea I'm quite critical. You know what I mean about what I what I let out of the studio. You know that way. So yeah. Um, so if I have a specific kind of task in mind, um, I find it a lot easier to write. You right. know what I mean? So like if I sit down and I'm like, okay, write a song. Yeah. <laughs> then nothing's happening you know like but I know if I know right I need to write uh, a hip hop song at this kind of BPM with this sort of instrumentation for X person I'll do it a lot quicker you know what I mean so yeah yeah, that's it's one of the reasons why I kind of took made a decision just to really focus on writing this year was to sort of hone that craft a little more right and is it working for you 
It is, yeah, yeah. I did like a lot of hip hop at the start of the year, which I'm kind of sitting on at the moment. And okay. uh, yeah, I've been doing kind of more up tempo stuff for the, obviously for the club shows and that kind of thing as well. So I think when I very much restrict what I'm trying to do and also restrict the kind of creative palette, you know, so yeah. it's like, you know, when I sit down, I've got every synth and every squelch noise and every drum and every whatever, you know what I mean, that, that you could want. But yeah, it's all it's 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 way too much. It's way too much. Did you ever hear Jack White talking about that? Uh, uh, no, not yeah. about that specifically, no. Yeah, that's like his his whole thing with the white stripes mm-hmm. was to, in a way, restrict. Restriction was like the idea. It was yeah, like yeah. everything was three. So you notice it was like their color palette was red, white and black. Yeah. Um, their, their instruments were, you know, guitar, drums and vocal. Yeah. Everything was kind of three. And, you know, you notice like the, the album Elephant is like a backwards three and all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. um, so that was like the idea so that Right. To to restrict everything and, and only be able to do these things and see kind of how much they could come up with. Yeah. And they come up with a lot, yeah. like, I mean, kind of amazing stuff, Absolutely. really. Um, but that was his whole thing. It was like, if you've got too much stuff, you'll get lost. So restrict it, have as, have little and just see what you can do, mm. be more creative. Did I hear somewhere that, or I read something somewhere that he used to, was he an, an upholsterer? Is that the right word? Yeah, he, he was an upholsterer. To, yeah, 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 right. yeah. So so he said that kind of making a song was like reupholstering a couch yeah. he's like you kind of go at it and you're like oh well you know it looks alright it looks alright and then by the time he's like just finish it just finish it just finish it and then yeah. you, you look back and you're like oh it's actually okay it's like, it's you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah his that, first band a lot was of called of the upholsters as well then. really <laughs> it was like a little thing with two songs or something but okay. he's he's really interesting to talk about to hear about talking yeah. about these things you know well that's um yeah like that's there's a lot of a lot to be said for that like, yeah to, uh, just to finish something you know yeah. and not to kind of dwell on it too much not to become too self-critical or whatever you know just to be uh, yeah. just to go and finish it and kind of ask questions later yeah, it's another thing I'm trying to teach myself you know so there's a great quote that has been uh, credited to various different people is that a, a work of art is never finished only abandoned mm-hmm. yeah I've so heard that yeah finish it I, I've, I've heard it uh, I've heard it credited to Leonardo da Vinci uh, Picasso uh, Hemingway really? yeah. so I don't know who actually said it but yeah. uh, it, it's it's good advice nonetheless yeah yeah for sure um, for because sure. you could you could tinker for the rest of your life you know well uh, yeah I'm very guilty of that you know yeah. for sure particularly are you kind of a, a mit- meticulous kind of yeah yeah very much so I mean it's yeah it's more in the in the, in, in the mix down and stuff as well you know but like you learn I think as you go you learn how to not put yourself in that position you know what I mean so for example, for for what I do, you know, when I first started writing music, I'd be just like throwing loads of stuff on it, you know. So yeah. you'd have like, you know, kick drums and bass guitars and tubas and all these things at low register. And then you're trying to like find a little space for each of these. And that's what will take up the time. You know what I mean? You're just right. trying to fix problems that you've made for yourself. So I think as you go on, certainly, well, I'll speak for myself, as I go on, um, you kind of learn how to preempt those mistakes and not make them in the first place you know so, so you know I'll have okay like, these things are the low register and I'll write yeah. even particular chords so that they'll sit one on top of the other or sorry one instrument will sit correctly on top of another and right. you know what I mean just that kind of stuff so I, f- yeah. I, f- I find that uh, yeah unfortunately there doesn't seem to be you know a, a quick uh, a quick way to learn all this stuff you know you just gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. just gotta go for it no it's good I mean do it, do it as you go I, I I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually I'm, 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 very, I'm very, very likely to disappear into some sonic nerd hole. So yeah, pull me back out of that if that happens. <laughs> um, there's a 
uh, a friend of mine, Connor, would sometimes be uh, co-hosting on the podcast, uh-huh. and uh, he isn't here today, as you Hello, can see. Hello, Connor. <laughs> um, but he would absolutely love to follow you down that uh, Sonic <laughs> nerd hole. Maybe, maybe it's best, Connor, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. For, you know. um, actually, he did send me one question. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to know, were you aware that you were spelling your name wrong? This, <laughs> yeah. this is the kind of thing that Connor brings. Well, I don't know. Does he spell his name with a K or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, what? Yeah, what happened there was someone put that on a flyer about, well, a long, long time ago. Someone wrote it on a flyer, and it stuck. Oh, really? And that's it. Okay. Literally, yeah. I think it was for a gig. It was for a DJ gig in the basement of what was. Maybe is is Faber McGee still a thing? Is that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it still called Fibers? I don't know. think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, that was one of my first gigs outside right. of the, the home. <laughs> yeah, that, that's is. a metal, metal yeah. bar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing Were nasty drum and bass metal? before and oh, after right. a metal, or before and after a kind of a rock band, as oh, I right. remember, yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah. I think it might have been one of the early incarnations of the chalets, or it was one of those oh, bands, yeah, and that yeah. was Circa and uh, okay. Kiva and them. But anyway, um, yeah, and, and, and someone wrote K-O-R-M-A-C on a flyer. And you're like, all right, and it, I'll go with yeah, that. and I thought it was great, and then went with it, and yeah, yeah. but like it I works. A difference, like it works really well outside of Ireland. Right. So much so that like if I get off a plane and someone comes up and they're like, hi, you know, whoever's meeting me or whatever, and they're like, oh hi, and I'd be like, yeah, my name's Cormac. They're like, no, 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 but like, what's your real name? They think I'm basically going, you know, hi, I'm DJ Flesh yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so um, yeah, mixed feelings about it. But look, you got to call it something. So you know, that's true. There it is. That's yeah. True. So so Connor, yeah, thanks for that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you're called Cormac with a C and you put that into the internet, there you'll get anything. Well, this this is it, yeah. There's, yeah. there's me, and there's uh, there's some character in a kind of a role playing game. I think is called Cormac now as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. And then there was a rapper who tried to use it or something, but I think has disappeared now. I don't know. You won. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I did. I we did. We didn't engage with that. Yeah. But um, so yeah. That's so good. That's it. So it works from that point of view, yeah. yeah and yeah. and all the all the you know Instagrams are all free and all the you yeah know, yeah the, that's true. The yeah. web addresses are yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. Speaking of all those things, mm-hmm. um, I've I've heard you bitch and moan about the internet. Have you? Uh, <laughs> no, no, not really. But <laughs> but it is, I suppose, a kind of a concern of yours that you're, we're we're spending too much time looking at screens. I mean, mm. this is the nat- this is what the song with Irvin Welch is about. Yeah, another screen and, uh, yeah, it's the internet. It's work. It's writing. It's mm. you know music. Um, and I suppose there's a worry that it it lessens human inter- interaction. Well, very very much so. I mean, I I think it probably changes the way people interact. You know, I suppose mm. if you're looking at a kind of a teenager now, you know what I mean. They're they're really just doing a huge amount of their communication between each other. You know, in yeah. just like messengers and Facebooks and whatever. You know, I mean, I suppose on a personal level, I guess I see it as too much of a distraction you know and I kind of would worry about how much time I'm just looking at bullshit you know you know what I mean you're just yeah, like yeah. I, I suppose it's a habit that we all have that we just if we've got a spare moment or you know yeah. if something's rendering on my computer or whatever that I'll just flick onto the internet and just throw open you know uh, one timeline or another and just watch mm. This kind of news, fo- you know, or yeah. cat pictures or whatever, you and know. Then what you realise that the thing finished rendering an hour ago when you've done. Yeah, that. and it's yeah. just like you know, I, I'd hate to see, uh, you know, I'd hate to see kind of how much time I've actually spent doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? I suppose that's it. I mean, I, it's it's not as preachy as oh, I think we're all doing the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, I don't mean it like that, but I just mean, uh, I suppose it's more of a personal thing. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, and also, um, 
I don't think we allow ourselves as much thinking time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like so, like if I, even if you're just looking at anything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, anything written or flashing or whatever, you're not actually thinking. You know, and I always kind of wonder when I started traveling with this job or whatever, I was kind of always look forward to the time on the plane, or because I'd kind of just reason a lot of things out or come up with an idea or yeah. just. And I used to just love sitting there with a little notebook, but I won't. I don't. I still don't do it enough. You know what I mean? I still don't yeah. kind of go and sit in the park for twenty minutes and just not listen to anything or yeah, write anything uh, yeah. or whatever you know and I think probably well I, I'd probably be a lot better for doing that you know so right. it's something I'm trying to sort out but obviously people <coughs> should keep reading headstuff.org and, and, and keep listening to the Headstuff podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> no, I'm honestly blanket you know. actually stop what you're doing right now <laughs> no. don't download any Cormac songs and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> only distract you <laughs> um, what's your your actual music collection do you collect physical music do you have vinyl or um, I, have a, I have a huge vinyl collection um, a lot of which is in my mum's house mm-hmm. um, which is is that because of was ma- it's made up of loads and loads of drum and bass actually right. um, which I kind of DJ for six years that was my first sort of DJing uh, it, you know it, it was basically I played nothing but Junker for six years yeah and bits of hip hop mm. so I've loads of that and then I've kind of got quite a lot of uh, stuff that I bought to sample or you know so I have a bunch of old jazz stuff and okay. like you name it like really what I would call junk shop records um, now I I don't really to be honest now I've got like a Spotify subscription and I've got a you know like I buy stuff off iTunes if I like it or whatever and if I'm playing it out I buy it right. if I can or if it doesn't get sent to me I'll buy it um, I don't collect as much music physically or even digitally yeah. you know if I'm honest at the moment um, just because but it's so easy with the streaming, isn't it? It's so easy, and at the same time, you know, I'll bitch and moan that you know Spotify aren't playing me enough and yeah, are yeah. paying me enough. Although and, you know, Wash My Hands got was it three million? Yeah, Wash My Hands at three million last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I've probably listened to it, but I mean, yeah, you're two of them, are you? Yeah, yeah, um, it's, yeah uh, it's 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 nuts, you know. And yeah. you know, I mean, I obviously they don't pay people enough and all that. And no. I, you know, I do think there is a, you know, I mean, there's no there's no getting away from it. Like that's where it is, you know, and that's. Yeah. Um, people just need to see that as the income stream that it is you know what I mean there's yeah. nothing really we can do about it I suppose it, what, I I'm sure what, what you're what you're missing out on financially which obviously isn't a good thing hmm. you are it is so easy for people to hear things now it's it's like the access and it must be more ears on like hmm. would wash my hands have gotten 3 million views on like if it wasn't on Spotify, yeah. okay, it it all it also has whatever it has on YouTube. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah, but, but Spotify is an, an extra, an extra thing, kind of. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely it does um, make people more aware of it and stuff. Um, like, it, yeah, as I say, I mean, like it's interesting. If I've kind of heard a lot of discussion recently about uh, if you can kind of get at the analytics of that, you know, and we're kind of part of this beta program they're running at the moment, so I can see who's listening and where a lot more than we used to be able to you know what I mean so I can see like you know the following they're my top 10 cities you know what I mean so we have right. X amount of followers in each of these cities you where know they, what I mean and, followers. and they list uh, Mexico and London bizarrely <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mexico I've never been to Mexico but yeah well, maybe you should go yeah this, this is exactly my that was exactly what I said yeah um, so you know so we can we're starting to look at kind of how to make use of that you know what I mean to right. our benefits so yeah. like okay if we're not getting paid as much directly from them you know what I mean then maybe we can kind of use that data 
you know, uh, around building tours or around merchandising or around whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. just, and really, like, not because, you know, I'm trying to make X amount of it or whatever. Mm. Just really just out of kind of a fascination and sort yeah, of yeah. an interest in it. I'm quite interested in things like that, you know, so. With, um, um, I'm not sure, with Spotify, can you, I don't really know how it works as, as an, from an artist's point of view. Mm -hmm. Can you, I know there's ads on some Spotify. Can you mm. pay for an ad, put an ad in? Say say you're doing a concert in, in Mexico because yeah. you see you have a lot of listeners there. Mm -hmm. Can you put an ad in that plays when somebody's listening to Cormac in Mexico? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure you could if you went through a kind of like a, a paid advertisement channel or certainly maybe you could, I'm sure they have the means to do it, but like maybe you could target people who listen to music and music like this. You right. know what I mean? I guess, I could be wrong with that. What you can do is if you use a program called Songkick, right. which is kind of like more of an app that, basically you put all your gigs into it so for example like if someone forbidden fruit announce a gig um we get tagged in it it shows up on my website it shows up on my soundcloud and it will show up on my spotify feed so oh, okay. uh so if a mexican promoter announced a show and they were listening to wash my hands or whatever in mexico it'll show up on tour cormac blah blah, blah here's the dates and a ticket link oh so, that's cool so yeah i really like that part of it you know yeah, so yeah. that's why we, we, we definitely wanted to get a hold of the spotify page and make that kind of as good as you can you can put merchandise and stuff up on it as well right. you know what I mean so it does kind of talk to other applications on the internet and other sort of mm. services and merch services and stuff like that you know? yeah yeah. That, that's, yeah that's pretty interesting yeah yeah, it is I mean it's it was just kind of as I say when, when the sort of data was made a bit more available um, you know you start kind of to see the bigger picture which is yeah. which is really yeah it's kind of fascinating and then the problem actually. is you get lost in analytics don't you yes you do <laughs> <laughs> yes you uh, do I, I know the, the very same from the website, the analytics. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You get lost in it. Yeah, totally. Well, um, this, I mean, well, th well, this is it. I mean, and it's, you know, there's quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of that required at the moment, you know, like between that and SoundCloud and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram mm. and Songkick yeah. and my website yeah. and Spotify, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, that's before you do, before you sell a record, you yeah. know, so like it's... It, there is a lot. You know, yeah, that's it, you know. That's so just I guess, the music industry has changed. Totally. And it's, it, it's a big part of, you know, certainly uh, the artist has to be aware of it. Management certainly has to be all over it, you know, mm. and record companies should be too, you know. Yeah. I suppose it, it, it keeps the young uh, rock and roll <sighs> bands off the drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when previously they didn't have to do anything. They're like, what are we yeah, do now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't, cool. I don't know what the youth are up to, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something bold, no something doubt. Bold, something yeah. bold, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, what gigs are you doing? You're doing Forbidden yeah. Fruit. Doing Forbidden Fruit. Uh, we're doing uh, kind of just AV shows for the summer. So we're doing a yeah. few abroad and where are you doing? Like after, London. Uh, we're doing a couple in Germany and a couple in Switzerland. Okay. And then after Forbidden Fruit, we will be announcing another one or two Irish okay. festival AV shows. But we'll be cool. We, we've to we've to say now until then. But uh, okay. yeah, we're really looking forward to it and. Uh, right. Yeah, looking to revisit some old haunts and stuff over the summer. So, yeah. Deadly. So, great stuff. And where can people get in touch or follow uh, you? Yeah, go to uh, DJ Cormac, djkormac.com. Cormac with a K. Cormac with a K. And <laughs> all the, uh, you know, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, all that are all just djkormac. Okay. So, facebook.com forward slash djkormac. Cool. And all that as well. So, all the, everything's up there. Cool. I'll put in I'll put in links and stuff into the uh, if you would the website. We'll do, of course. That'd be great. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Thanks yeah, for you too. In. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate really it. Thanks for having us. So that was the Head Stuff podcast with Cormac or DJ Cormac if you're that way inclined. 
um, there's an extra bit of bonus footage, audio footage, uh, from this podcast uh, on our Patreon page um, for our uh, patrons who pay $4 or more per month. Uh, they get an extra private blog and sometimes we put extra bonus and bloopers and that kind of thing in there, uh, plus information that you wouldn't get otherwise about Headstuff and the podcast network. Um, so in that bit of footage, footage, I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway, I'm going with it. Uh, we talk about uh, where Cormac is from and how he noticed my accent and uh, the X Factor and Simon Cowell and what he thinks about all of that. Uh, so that might be worth listening to so thank you so much to Cormac for coming in it was an absolute pleasure talking to him I really uh, enjoyed that Uh, thanks to Steph Edwards at We Are Redhead for setting it up Um, Cormac's playing on this Saturday night at Forbidden Fruit so you should go see that I I really can't urge urge you enough to listen to Cormac Uh, his music is is brilliant Um, particularly his his two albums uh, the, the latest one is called doorsteps and y- you should just just get it in into your head because it's really 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 good uh, our theme music is by video blue and the artwork was by mikey fleming um, if you go to uh, headstuff.org forward slash headstuff uh, hyphen podcast hyphen network uh, you'll be able to see all of our podcasts um, and to anybody that listens to all of them they know that they're good yeah that's 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 one of the stipulations of being on the heads of podcast network is that you make a good podcast uh so you should listen to them there's fascinated by Gerard farley juvenilia uh by alan mcguire uh the allison spittle show by allison uh, and no encore by dave van ratty the headstuff music editor and uh and his team colm and craig uh, which is really really good uh so that's all from us this week they're probably won't be an episode next week because i'm going to rome and i love that city i'm very excited um so yeah that's it thank you very much goodbye hpn the headstuff podcast network see headstuff.org for more details